passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast. Um, hosted by me, Tony Lieber, and uh, the kicker for your uh, Golden Gophers, Matthew Trickett, was not able to uh, make it to today's episode. Um, didn't work out with his schedule, so uh, I'm riding solo today. But uh, we welcome on a very special guest, um, former Gophers cornerback, uh, Coney Durr. Um, how are you? How are you doing today? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, excited for this weekend, you know. Uh, the ready for the game. I always look forward to the games on the weekend. It's kind of funny how you know things change. So, just excited, man. And I'm I'm doing pretty good myself. So, yeah. yeah well, that that's great to hear. And um, I guess we'll kind of start with um where you left off with your Gophers career. Um, obviously, you guys ended last season on a high note with a uh, big winning over Wisconsin, and then the bowl game win. Um, and then after that, you obviously went undrafted, and then you uh, tried out with the Vikings in the rookie minicamp, um, if I'm not mistaken. Kind of how was that whole process with you for you after the season, and how how did the whole, like, draft thing kind of go for you? Uh, well, obviously, you know, I was w- wishing I was on the team right now, but um, it, it went pretty smooth. I went trained, and um, I, was, I went trained in Denver. Uh, spent about three months in Denver, came back to Minneapolis for pro day. Uh, my pro day wasn't the best, but, you know, you, you live with some things and you go, you know, you go with it. But um, so ended up getting picked up uh, for mini camp from the Bears and the Vikings. You know, I didn't get signed by them. So um, kind of the whole summer just, you know, been working out. Uh, didn't get a call in camp, um, but, you know, I got opportunities in the XFL. So definitely, you know, going to pursue that and hopefully get into a, a camp next uh, next fall. So pretty excited about the future. Um, you know, it's just another challenge that I, you know, got to, you know, get over. So there's nothing I've not faced in my life. So just, you know, taking it day by day and also, you know, working on, you know, career and real estate. So that's kind of been my, my life the past few months. It's been, it's been crazy, you know, a big change, you know, getting out of college and stuff like that. But, you know, it's all a part of the journey, you know. Yeah, so uh, we were talking before, and you mentioned uh, that you kind of gotten into real estate, kind of, uh, and you're obviously training to uh, get another op- opportunity, like you mentioned with the XFL. Um, kind of, what's a normal like given day for you? Um, and at the point you are right now, when you kind of are waiting for the XFL, and uh, like, what's a normal day to day life of Coney Dirt right now? Okay, well, I mean, pretty simple. I mean, I got, I do so usually wake up probably around seven um 
get, you know, get coffee, kind of get my routine going. So I usually start, you know, with calls with my real estate business at about 9 a.m. So I'm calling probably from 9 to 12 and kind of doing, you know, work on that side of things. Then I'll go work out in the middle of the day, probably like 1231, uh, kind of take a break for the middle of the day and, you know, finish some real estate off for the rest of the day. So pretty try to keep a pretty, you know, tight schedule. Um, I'm not the best with it. I'm getting, you know, better at managing all of this time that I'm, you know, all of a sudden have. So it's uh it's a challenge, but you know, I've been just trying to, you know, stay, you know, self-disciplined and 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 go along with it, you know. Yeah. Uh you uh obviously mentioned the XFL a little earlier. Um how has that kind of whole opportunity work? Um, and kind of how did they reach out to you? And I guess what are you expecting from um that that opportunity in the future? Uh, so yeah, I got the I got I believe I got an email. Um, I was invited earlier in the summertime. Um, I put my name into the draft, and then they I'm sure you've been seeing all of the draft invitations all over the internet. So I had mine about a few about three four months ago. Just never you know posted anything with it. So. Um, the draft is coming up in November, so you know we'll see how that goes, and you know where I end up. Just you know, one opportunity, basically, and pretty excited about that. I believe the season is in the spring, so you know it's gonna start to pick up a little bit towards the you know end of you know regular football season, and it'll be you know beginning for me. Yeah, I I think those secondary uh, leagues are a super important thing because there's a bunch of guys like you that deserve another opportunity and. In other sports like baseball and basketball, they there are opportunities for guys to get a second chance. And I think in football, there needs to be something like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, that's crazy because, I mean, if you think about it, football was the only, you know, sport in all of, I would say, professional sports that, you know, you, you don't have a developmental league or, you know, guys that may have gotten overlooked because, you know, you, all, you hear those stories all the time and, you know, the majors are this guy was in single A and he, you know, like or, you know, even with, you know, the guys in the G League that come contribute off the bench in the finals, maybe just, you know, yeah. stuff like that, that, you know, always just happens. So it's just great, to, you know, for guys to get opportunities and, you know, prove yourself and, you know, to get that opportunity to, to be able you to be able to say, you know, you, you stepped on the NFL field, you know. Yeah. Um. So I I guess we'll kind of bounce back into the start of your uh college career with the Gophers. You kind of came to the program in an interesting time. Um. Kind of with the coaching changes and everything. And I know you were uh, recruited by the past regime. Kind of. And I know you're from uh, Louisiana down south. What made you ultimately choose the Gophers? And kind of how was that uh, recruiting process for you in such a I guess interesting time for the program? Okay. Yeah. Definitely, man. I believe we. Um, we're coming off a a pretty decent year when they recruited me. So I I don't I believe it was so I, I signed in 2016. So 2015 year it wasn't is when Coach Kill uh he had to resign because of the the health issues. Yeah. But it wasn't the best year. But I I the biggest reason I chose Minnesota was just the development of DBs by Jay Savelle. Um, it was six guys six years in a row a defensive back was drafted. So I knew you know we played play good defense up here you know from coach kill time here you know also so just wanted to be in a in a spot that played defense I had it was between here Virginia Tech and North Carolina so that those those three schools were really my top schools and Kansas State so um I took a visit up here man and just fell in love with it you know man just 
I'm I'm still here. So it's a sign, you know, it's, it's just been awesome to be up here. And, you know, just the opportunities after football would say is kind of the biggest benefit in the people. Like, because, you know, you obviously contribute on the field and off the field while in the program. But the more I'm out of the like out of playing ball, but still can feel that, you know, family Minnesota feel while I'm here is this is this, you know, second and none. You can't, you know, you can't really like I don't I don't even really want to go back home. Man. I just love it up here so much. So except the winners. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. I'm I'm used to it, man. I I'm blessed to, you know, be in this position I am today. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you that. You're obviously from down south uh I'm assuming you haven't gotten adjusted to it yet. I don't think really anyone does. But how, I guess, hard was it those first few years to – because it is a massive difference from kind of where you grew up uh, climate-wise. How hard were those first few winters and, uh, I guess, late springs for you in Minnesota? Uh, yeah, I would say the, the – yeah, the winters were, were terrible. I remember the first the first time, like, really seeing a, a huge snow, I was just like – like man this is cool it was cool like the first two times and then I'm like man walking to class in it and then you get those you know negative 20 days and it's just like something you've never experienced in your life like you can't even really explain it to the people that don't you know never experienced it but uh I just it, it was tough and really I probably would say the worst thing would be how long the the springs are so it takes forever to warm up like I remember being you know just even FaceTime with my mom or sister at home and they swimming and we we sitting in like 30 degree weather I'm like man this is the worst <laughs> but it's all worth it you know that's why I believe the summer is so so big out here because you know you get the you get to appreciate each season yeah and you know, yeah people people are outside a lot here in the summertime compared to Louisiana because it's just so hot man like <laughs> in the middle of the day nobody's really outside unless it's yeah you're not really outside you don't go outside until you know unless it's early in the morning or like in the evening time once it cools off but you're not just you know so much activity up here in the summer for sure yeah it definitely makes you appreciate the nicer days because you know <laughs> there's gonna be a stretch where there's not many of those but um yeah, kind of going back to your your time with the gophers um you obviously didn't play uh, under uh, Jerry Kill uh, for for too long, you played more uh, with Tracy Clay's your first year. Kind of, how would you compare him to uh, Coach Fleck and the difference between kind of those two regimes? Um, the crazy part is, man, it's it's only a small amount I remember because you got to remember I was with Coach Fleck about what five and a half years basically. Yeah. So I was really only with Coach Clay's for that first semester of school. But I would say the biggest difference would be. Um, just a more, more structured and more layered program. Um, I would say Coach Clay's like it was that that regime of of coaches. They were they were great coaches, great people, but it was just more you know laid back and and just you know kind of football, you know. And I I feel like with Coach Fleck, he pulls every single thing out of of you. Not even not just from you know just football wise. It's just he gets everything out of you mentally for us to put on that end um educate like school wise we always you know set new goals um when we when everybody get you know get those grades at the end of the semester uh just being a better person off the field volunteering it was just it's just more I would say it was a more layered program with this uh, overall life program like you guys you know 
hear him talk about all the time. Yeah. Uh, so kind of when you were a true freshman and they were making that transition to Coach Fleck, how would you, I guess, kind of like describe the like vibe around the program? Was there, do you think there was like a excitement or kind of like almost uh, like an anticipation that people like didn't know what was coming next? How, how would you describe kind of that feeling? Yeah, it was, it was a anticipate. It was, it was kind of like, we didn't know, um, you know, this guy's coming from the Mac and he, you know, he had a, a great, great, you know, great few great years there and turned that program around, but you don't think about it like that. So you're just thinking like, man, like, you're not getting no super big name coach coming in. So you don't really know what to expect. The older guy, the guys before recruited you. So you're like, man, do I buy in? Like, is this, you know, is this a place where I want to be? So definitely those first two years were, were super tough. Uh, yeah. For what was it? 17, 18 were, were very tough in building the program. And I would say it's just, it's just grown so much and so many more guys is bought are bought in and, I'm sure you guys can see it from the outside how the program has changed as far as just you know just depth. Uh, it's just a uh, just everything you know just the the entire program and how guys are involved in the community. But it's just uh you know it's more guys buying in. Coach Fleck getting the type of guys that you know he wants in that that buy into the program and you you know you guys are seeing the results now. And what I hate is you know in college football we're so quick to to ban a coach after you know two years, but a year or two, three, you know, like they don't, they'd be on a short lease, but yeah. it's just, it, it takes time. It's not an overnight thing, you know, you know, it, it's a, it's a lot of work and a lot of buying in and a lot of, you know, you, you have to have the, the players to be, to be bought in to really, you know, take the program anywhere. If the players not bought into the program, it'll be hard to win unless you at, you know, those schools that's getting 10, five stars in class, but, you know, that's not us. You know, it's a developmental program, you know, here at the U of M. So just, you know, ton of respect for Coach Fleck and his staff also. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're seeing that right now. It just seems like uh, the Gophers have so much depth at every position this year. And the, I think the developmental program is something that's really showing right now because it just seems like their team's just flooded with talent at every position. Exactly, man. Like, you, you got to think about, you know, I mean – we're not always the top 25 recruiting class, but Coach Fleck consistently starting to consistently put, you know, guys that compete at a high level, guys that been in the program two, three years, and now is their time to, you know, be on the field. And, you know, once you once you build that up over, you know, a certain amount of years, it becomes the standard. And, you know, you, know, you always want to raise the standard. So, and that's how you consistently win 10 games a year, you know, 11 games a year. So it's building a, you know, foundation with the program and, you know, if it if it the culture and everything else stays, I mean, you consistently win on a on a regular basis. You know. Yeah. Oh, uh, so you you mentioned how kind of tough those first couple of years with Coach Fleck were, um, and kind of just building up the program. How how would you kind of I guess describe how fulfilling that 2019 season felt? What kind of when everything came together and it really showed kind of the potential that the Gophers have under Coach Fleck. Like what. Well, would you say that's your favorite memory kind of in your Gophers career? Kind of where does that stand for you? Yeah, that 2019 year was definitely special. We knew we had we knew we had guys that could play. But, I mean, you surprise yourself when you've never done it before, you know? Like, when you never when – you, when, when, when your school haven't won 11 games and what it was like 100 years, you don't, you don't think that way. Even, you know, coach, coach implements it in the program and, you know, getting – setting those goals. But – 
until you actually do it and see that, oh, okay, we can do this at Minnesota. You know, it's possible. We have the talent. We have the coaches. It's, I mean, it's a great feeling, man. And then you, st- you get to like, okay, all right, it's either this or bust now. Like this is, you know, it keeps going up. Like I tell guys, um, I talked to a few guys after the game this this uh, week, and I'm telling them like, yeah, man, you know, it's we four and zero, but you know, you guys, you guys were here. We were here in 2019. You know, don't get comfortable. You know what happened last last time at the end of the season. So. You know, keeping the raising that standard is is really you know the biggest thing with the program, and I'm excited, man. I'm I if you see me at the games, I'd be I'd be locked in, man. It's just amazing to see something you know I was a part of and built, you know, start to really get you know recognition and 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 reach the next level. So it's just it's just great, you know, to see that firsthand. Yeah. So kind of looking at the team this year, I feel like. One of the strengths of the Gophers this season's been their secondary, and it's going to continue to be their secondary, and specifically the cornerback room that you probably know, uh, still good friends with a lot of those guys. And uh, I, I think one of the best, uh, I guess, stories this year has kind of been Terrell Smith's development at cornerback, and he's really kind of developed into one of the best corners in the Big Ten, if not college football. And I guess from your point of view, playing with him for a few years, uh, was this something you kind of always knew he had? And has his play this year, I guess, did you know it was coming? And kind of how impressed have you been with him for uh, his performance this year? Yeah, I always knew. I always knew. I mean, everyone across the program always knew T-Time had the talent. Yeah. He had the ability, you know. Um, At the end of the day, it really just came down to, I think, why he's having so much success is, you know, mentally he's he's there. Um, and you know, he's staying healthy. You know, he, he had a ton of injuries in through his career. So mentally he's locked in. Um, he had a great offseason. I worked out with him a good amount of times and I always knew he he'll do well. I just, you know, for sure he he you know, he locked in for the entire season. So um we've been texting back and forth. It's funny how like we just talk about it. I was like, Man, look, you have twelve games of Cause like I believe he he been having a that I mean great season so far so I kind of you got eight more to go till you a millionaire so I just just let him know like you know man like stay locked in you know and keep playing the way you playing and you know people are noticing so you know now it's consistently putting that in every single game and like I said we we do five out we do five for we like text like okay four for four all right five for five like yeah keep you know stacking them up so. It's exciting and to see his success, man, is is great. You know, he's been behind the scenes a lot the past few years, but for him to finally get his recognition and, you know, playing at a super, super high level at his size will, you know, he'll if he if he keep plans the way he's playing, you know, he'll you know, he'll make millions. So at that, you know, with that athletic ability. So it's just exciting to see him, you know, see success and I'm I can't wait to see what's next, you know. Yeah, uh, as on the other side of him, I feel like uh, Justin Wally kind of mm-hmm. has that same level of talent. Obviously, on the younger younger end, and uh, you didn't play with him as much as you did with uh, Terrell. But kind of how impressed were you with how well he played last year as a true freshman? And kind of mm-hmm. where do you think like the what's what's his potential? Do you think he can be? Uh, a top 100 draft pick in the NFL and kind of how impressed have you been with him this season so far as well? Oh uh, yeah, definitely, man. So I would say I'll start off with, he can he early enrolled in 20, he early enrolled last year 
And I believe it was the first week of workouts. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's 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 gonna be the one. And what makes him so special, he reminds me of uh Antoine Winfield a lot because of the way he can transfer, you know, what he's being coached onto the field, plus with athletic ability and just a knack for the ball. You know what I'm saying? So you add those combinations into guys, you know, great kids, you know, they can learn and apply on the field fast. Um, great athletes and a ball hawk. I mean, you get you get the product you see on the field. So it was no surprise to me when he had success, you know, first coming out. He's one of the hardest, strongest guys in the weight room. He was one of the strongest guys as a freshman in the weight room. He's hungry. He's a great kid. He listens. Um, you know, he's he's one of those guys that just he's always taking advice from people. Like I've had guys, if I tell them something, you know, or man, all right, bro. Or, you know, just just kind of give you a little attitude. But he always he always lock in, you know what I'm saying, and 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 listen to older guys and, and get feedback and apply that to the field. And that's why he's, you know, been so successful, you know, so early in his career. And I definitely see, you know, him being a top 100 pick for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, the talent's there. And it, it's been it's been fun to watch this year, watch both those guys kind of lock down whoever they're going up against. And kind of looking ahead to this week, Probably their toughest test, uh, at least passing offense-wise so far this year. Uh, Purdue's a team that you guys had a lot of success when you were there. I think uh, the Gophers have won four straight in the series, I want to say. But uh, they're a very pass-heavy team, and they, they kind of have been the past few years. Uh, how, how did you guys, I guess, prepare for them when you were a player? And how, how do you think you've been able to have so much success almost as a pass defense against uh Purdue offense that's really one of the best in the country almost every year? Um, what I would say is is what we preach, um, eliminate explosive plays, man. Those guys, they throw the ball 50 times a game. So they're going to get yards, they're gonna make catches. It's preventing those explosive plays and making them earn it in the red zone. So uh I'm sure you probably see stats of, you know, us playing them recently. We always you know they'll drive the ball on us, but it gets to the red zone and, you know, you have to lock up. That's a a, a very explosive offense, you know, with weapons everywhere. And last year they got had guys like David Bell this year. I see they got the Charlie Jones, the transfer from Iowa, which, you know, he's a, a great a, a exceptional athlete. So it'll be a challenge for those guys in the back end, you know, with us so I'm excited to see them compete you know and actually you know you know they're going to get the ball Purdue going to sling the ball so we're going to see you know see see the the secondary you know have a pretty big challenge this weekend I'm excited to see that yes uh, last few questions I got you out on here but uh you kind of saw uh, defensive coordinator Joe Rossi's kind of climb up the ranks he wasn't the defensive coordinator when he got there obviously but now he is uh what do you think makes him such a good uh, coach and good in that role because he right now he's really looking like one of the best DCs in college football. Oh uh, yeah, he's, he's top five for sure, man. And, um, it just was amazing because when I when he first got there, I believe he was an analyst, and he always talked about it. he was a he was like class checking us. It was it's crazy when you go back to think about Coach Rossi was class checking us in class, but man, it's just his process of you know wanting to be better. Um. And you know, guys just love to listen to him because he 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 doesn't do he don't scream, he teaches. And I believe that's you know, that's key to to any coach in, you know, in today's world. You you have to teach kids, you know, yelling and, and screaming, you know, it is it, it really doesn't solve anything. It's a lose lose. So 
his process of, you know, just game week and, and over preparing and basically having the game plan as, you know, simple for us to be able to play fast. And this is, you know, push of the defense is net practice is never, you know, easy. He's always, you know, on us. And I mean, you, you guys see the results of consistency, preparation. And, you know, if you prepare, you prepare better than, you know, anybody, you, you see the results on the field, which I'm sure you've seen. And, you know, they playing great defense. So, it's just a, it's just you know credits to Coach Rossi and his process and the staff so, you know those guys around and how you know much time they spend to you know put those guys in positions to make plays. Yeah, definitely. Uh, last question I'll get you out on here. Um, what's your what's your prediction for the year? They've obviously started out well four and zero. Um, I guess dude's emptying the garbage right now. A little loud, but uh, <laughs> uh started out four and zero. Um, do you think? Uh, we're we're gonna go to Indianapolis, play in the Big Ten tournament or Big Ten championship. Kind of, where do you think the ceiling is for this team this year? And I, I shoot, hopefully, college football playoff. You know, that's that's the ultimate goal. But um, you know, for now, you wanna you wanna kind. I don't like speaking too soon. I don't want to jinx anything. But I definitely they got they have the talent, and you know, team to to go that far and you know compete for a Big Ten championship. So. I believe it's just taking it one week at a time. Like I said before, you know, we've been here in this position before. It, you know, it's, it's going to get, you know, we're going to have tougher games. And it's about seeing this team and how they react over, you know, when they had, do have adversity. We haven't had adversity yet, you know, as a football team. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what works and, you know, what is just how it is down the road, you know. And I'm excited to see it. But I definitely want to be in Indianapolis in December and, you know, hopefully the college football playoff. Man. I'm excited, man. I don't. I just been excited. I talk all day about the about about the team, so I miss it too. So it, it's just been exciting to see them be successful this year. I already already knew that they would, and seeing those guys like Mo come off an injury and and Tanner playing, you know, great again. So it's just it's it's exciting, man. Oh, I I lied. I got one more question for you. Um, so uh. You obviously watch the home games at the stadium and go to the games. In the away games, are you are you a guy who watches it at home, or do you go to a bar? Or kind of where do you watch the away games from? Um, so I I actually went to a bar last week to watch the game, Michigan State. But yeah, I'm yelling, jumping up and stuff, man. I'm, yeah, I'm a former player. It is it's a lot. It's fun though, man. I get to experience that from the other side and kind of give you a little like, man, I wish I could be back on that field, but it's. It's just great to see the, you know, the guys that I play with, you know, see success and and do what they need to do. So that's probably the most exciting part for me. Yeah. Uh, well, awesome. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this again. I uh, wish you awesome. lost the best of the way or rest of the way. And uh, thanks again. All right, man. Have you have a good day. You too. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.